Welcome to the Game Deflators podcast, episode 39. My name's John. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we're currently playing, games we've recently picked up. And, dude, you know, I thought the puddles were just fine in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. The puddles? Yeah, you don't remember? There was a whole controversy of whether or not the puddles were as high def as they were shown off to be. I don't recall that, but given my history of looking at bricks and pieces of granite in games, I will say that was probably something that occurred back then. See, and it's just that kind of attention to detail that lets you know that your money's safe, folks. Listening here at the Game Deflators podcast. Dude, wonderful, wonderful transition. There we I go. Yeah, I, I definitely like that one. So what? what's going on, John? Uh, what's going on with you? Not much. Uh, everybody, if you don't know, it's John's birthday. So shout him out. Give him a happy birthday. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've reached a ripe old age that I, I was hoping I wouldn't reach, but it's here. I won't go into details, Ryan. Let's not throw all that around. But uh, it is my birthday, so I do appreciate the gifts that Ryan got me. A um a mug with a bunch of butts on it. That was fantastic. Some video game socks. Uh, a bunch of candy along with a Mario. Uh, uh, what is it? A toad head. Candy. It's like, a, it's like a mushroom. It's probably got like yeah. See, I told you sour up, candy up or there something by, in it. Up there by Owl Boy. I got the green one. There you go. See, I got a matching yeah, got one. A matching set. And uh, best of all, he got me. Well, he and his wife got me uh, four pieces of art that are like schematics for They're the like N64 patents. and SNES. Yeah, like schematic patents, whatnot. Uh, dude, those are awesome. Like I gotta. I thought I had somewhere to put them, but now I gotta like. I'm thinking right here along we'll this window. You figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it worked out. I got some room here, hopefully. Uh, so that being said, man, let's what, get into the nitty yeah, gritty. Would you would you get yourself this week? Oh, uh, dude, that lot that I'm looking at. It, it's not like a crazy expensive lot. The price I paid for it is crazy, and how it all worked out. I okay. So I'll just I'll go into story time here uh, for garage sales. I was making my way downtown. Was it walking fast? Faces pass and you're homebound. Yeah. So first place I go to, it's like biggest yard sale of a year, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go out there. I see a guy putting up a sign. I'm there like an hour after it. Typically, you know, it's like it says seven o'clock. I get there at like 730 or so. So not an hour. And there's nothing there. Like the address is there's nothing on the property. There's no big yard sale. So I'm like, all right, screw this. I go to the next one. It says that it starts at uh what is it, about 7.45 or so, or 7 o'clock again. I get there, nobody. I'm like, man, I'm hitting dud after dud. Third one, I drive out, nobody. I'm like, three yard sales in a row, but I get nothing. Like, so, there was just nobody there? Like, they didn't even nothing. have a yard sale going? Or nothing. all the stuff was gone? I, I followed the signs, got to the area, and, like, you follow signs, there's no yard sale. And it's advertised. I have an application for it. So I hit three dead ends. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give one more shot. And then I'm done for today. Like, if this pans out to nothing, I'm done. I'm going home. But before that, I was like, let me hit another, like, Craigslist-type application. Or, like, a Facebook Marketplace thing. And uh, this lady was like, Xbox 360 games, 50 cents a pop. I'm like, okay, well, that's not a bad deal, regardless. So let me go check it out. It was, like, a mile from my house. And uh, it wasn't advertised anywhere else, just on that application. So I go out there, and she has the Halo Wars Limited Edition for 50 cents. Uh, the entire Avatar Last Airbender season or series on DVD, 50 cents. Um, a number of other titles for 50 cents. I was like, all right, cool. Like, here's 
you know, four games or I think it was like five games. And I'll give you three bucks. So I took the five games that were like of decent value, took them with me. And right after that, I get home and I sit down like, I wonder if there's anything else in this application. Look it up. And this guy's got like Conker's Reloaded and a bunch of Xbox games and uh, a console and everything else. And he was like 40 bucks. And I told you a story, obviously. So get to talk and whatnot. I tell him I only want a few games, 15. He comes back, we'll give them to you all for 20. We go through about 30, 40 minutes of not, you know, me end up not, I'm not supposed to get them basically at that point. Somebody else comes and makes an offer. They're going to take two hours. And he's like, you know what? I'll sell them to you. You asked me first. I get there and he's like, take everything for 20 bucks. So dude, overall, I think I got like, it's pictured on Instagram. It's like 15 or 20 games total between PS3, PS2, original Xbox, DVDs, a console. Found out he had one of the network adapters that you put on an Xbox 360 to get wireless. 23 bucks for all of that was like no brainer. And I've already, I sold some of the stuff to recoup my, you know, my total money and get to keep, you know, a few games, which would be nice. Um, But yeah, so that was my pickup. And uh, I was quite excited. Once that all gets sold, the majority of it, I will be putting that into, I'm looking to purchase Persona 1 and 2 on the PSP. I got a friend that's selling them. She'll give me a great deal on them. So that's my my next route See, for folks, gaming. If you're out there and you want to build a collection, you could do it. You just got to put the legwork in. And, you know, like John said, if you play your cards right and you don't be too picky here and there, you know, you're, a lot of your collection can wind up paying for itself. Yeah, for the most part. Um, it's just all about being diligent. Exactly, and it takes a, a lot of time, dude. Like I, most of the time, it's when I'm hanging back, watching TV, and, and anybody out there that says like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't sell because of resellers and whatnot," and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, how else are you gonna be able to build up like all the stuff I have here? It, it's had to go through trading or like selling something and putting it back towards the, like any little bit of profit towards something else, and. You know, it's just how it works out, and uh, the vast majority of your collectors out there, they're out there buying and trading and selling too. Like, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm pretty stoked, and uh, I, I can't wait to play some of those games. Um, I'm considering keeping the Xbox 360, but it's one of those old white consoles, and it's probably in a red light at some point. So it's like, do I just trade into GameStop for like ten bucks, or do I just sell it to somebody for like fifteen? yeah (laughs) you know i think it's a lose-lose regardless and then if i keep it it potentially dies on me so i i don't know uh but outside of pickups this week uh did you get anything uh yeah so i got a ps classic because you told me that they were only 20 bucks so i ran out and got one finally and you know i feel justified paying 20 bucks for it because i think it i think it'll be fun once i get it all you know set up and get all the other games and stuff on there and really have a cool little thing. I think it's a great little desk thing. Like if I had a, a monitor with a extra HDMI input in, I think it would be a no brainer to leave that on your desk just to have something you could just like flick over and do a little messing around on something with. Yeah, dude, it'll go great in your, uh, in your little office room that you have mm-hmm. and get an HDMI splitter, right? Yeah. Just hook it up and you'd be good to go. There we go. So, um, yeah, dude, and if you get to hack that thing or mod it, that's gonna be flipping sweet. Yeah, to be able to have all that. the all the fun stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm except most... for anything that needs analog sticks. Yeah, that that actually sucks in a way, and I wonder if they did that on purpose to like 
deter you from wanting to hack it? I don't know. I'm assuming like the the controls plug in through USB. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I know. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday to me. Um, it's just one of those things. I assume that there might be some potential to maybe hook some kind of Bluetooth adapter up to it, or if you were really good at modding, get it to work. You know, because it does have USB ports where the control ports are. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can plug some kind of interface into it. Maybe. I think what I'm most excited about that console, though, is Persona Revelations mm -hmm. or Revelations Persona. I mean, the game's like 300 bucks, And the fact that we get it on a $20 console, it's a no-brainer to pick it up at $20. Now, what was the original price point? Like 100 bucks, I think is what it was. I think it launched for like... 90 or 80 80 to 100 we'll, we'll just go with that price point and yeah i mean even then like i guess if it was like scarce you know and they weren't going to produce and it was kind of a limited product yeah 80 80 yeah so 80 bucks it might have been okay you know back then if it was like super limited but the fact that they completely flooded the market with this and it wasn't really the best of emulator, or not emulator. Well, we but, talked about it a yeah. ton when it came out. Like everybody remembers that it was not a great success, but you know that's they were just trying to piggyback. But I, I actually haven't messed with it yet. It seems fun. It is cute. I like it, and I'm uh, hoping that I'll actually be able to get into playing some fun old games on it, or playing any games at all, because this. Uh, yet another week has gone by where I'm the worst video game podcaster because I haven't played any video games in the last week. Did you play anything on your phone? Nope. Uh... No, I saw that uh, that Gundam, Gu Gundam Gunpla game, I think, is out on mobile now. And I kind of wanted to check that out, but I already have three other giant robot games I'm not playing. And maybe like ten other games that you're in the process of playing. Right. Yeah, so, uh, no, I, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Uh, we definitely need to play some Cool Borders, though, on that console. Yeah, that'll be fun. You're killing me with the noise today, dude. Um, so, in terms of currently playing, since you didn't play anything, obviously. Um, I, How much farther are you? Another four hours? In what, Tsukiden? Yeah. So, funny enough, zero hours, because my wife and I decided to start playing Donkey Kong Country 3, and there's a couple other things I'll discuss. Instead of currently playing, it'll be, what's John currently watching, too? So... Donkey Kong Country 3, we are in K3, which is 1, 2, 3, 4. It's a fifth world in the game, uh, excluding the bonus world because you can get there at any point. And yeah, dude, I'm stoked. That's my favorite Donkey Kong. I have the strategy guide because I'm like, I've already beat this game so many times. I'm like, I just want to get through and not have to mess with like, where's the bonuses? Where's the DK mm -hmm. coin? Like, it's easy enough that you can find that stuff on your own. Like, it's not hard. But you'd rather just do it I, the first time and yeah, not have to wander. Exactly. And have to tab down like, oh, yeah, I was in X level. Okay, let me write it down. I didn't get both bonuses. Or I didn't get one DK coin. I got to go back to this and just keep progressing. So that's just one of those things. I think we're three and a half hours in um, on the game itself. And it's fun, dude. It's by far my favorite Donkey Kong game in the whole series, or whole franchise, really. And... Uh, some people give it some hate, but I just, I love all the features of it. The different worlds, the interactions with the different bears, um, building your uh, your hovercraft or your boat to a hovercraft, to a ski, to, I think it's a gyrocopter after the fact, getting 103%, collecting banana birds. It's just, there's a ton of things involved outside of platforming that just makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Music is great. The mini games are great. Uh, the time levels are awesome. Like it just, 
it presents a lot of different challenges and a lot of really cool things while still keeping that like simplicity of Donkey Kong or the Donkey Kong Country series. So definitely love it. And um, we're going to, once I get through it, we're going to have 103%, get the giant banana bird and all that good stuff. So it's pretty sweet. Now, reason I have been playing Sukunen though is if you haven't watched this show, you have to check out The Boys on Amazon Prime. Have you even heard of it? No. Dude. It's like it's a dynamite comics uh, comic series where superheroes are pretty much like a privatized corporation. Like there's a corporation called Vought that create like they have superheroes, and those superheroes are then like sold to different markets within the country. So like if Cleveland wants a superhero, they can pay Vought like three hundred million dollars to have their superhero, and he's like the face of a city and protects the people and everything else, or she, and so it goes around the story of this guy that he's sitting like, or standing with his girlfriend in a road and a speedster comes by and just smashes through her, puts her into like, she basically liquefies and he's just sitting there holding her arms. Like from the wrist up is mm-hmm. gone. It's just like bloody wrists and he's covered in her blood. And this, and the speedster's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Like I can't stop. And he just keeps going and he just freaks out. And then um, the speedster's like, you know, she was in the middle of the road. I was trying to stop some bank robbers. Just straight up tells lies. And from that point on, he gets with other people that have been affected by superheroes. And the goal is to kill the superheroes. Oh, wow. Dude, it's like, it's straight up awesome. There's uh, eight episodes in the season. And I binged it within a span of pretty much a day. Wow. You know, so that's, uh, that's a pretty heavy premise. I mean, it's... Uh... It's kind of fitting that the somebody who wants to end superheroes would be talked about in our end of our superhero month, but also streaming. Uh, have you heard of the new streaming stuff that Netflix is doing? Uh, you're talking about like The Witcher and stuff? Yeah. Oh, and then the tie-in of like all the other awesome things that are out there. Castlevania, so if Stranger you, Things. Yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it... Um, Witcher is coming out for streaming and it looks interesting. Like, I'm not sure how much I know about The Witcher because I've never played it. Yeah, I haven't either, actually. But from what I know about The Witcher, you know, it's better have really good looking big monsters. Like, I'm talking, you know, Game of Thrones level, you know, CGI. Well, and dude, uh, the thing with Netflix uh, that they've done pretty consistently is. When there's something that's popular, they support it. And they'll go for a little bit and, like, cap it off with an actual ending. Like, that's one thing I've noticed about their show. So even if this Witcher series goes, like, two seasons, as long as we get, like, 20 great episodes and it ties up nicely, that's enough. I think people will be happy. Yeah, instead of just letting it go on till it has yeah, long if this, overstayed its welcome. Yeah, if this was on, like, a CBS or ABC or something, you can guarantee it'd be gone after one season. Right, and then they also had the... Uh castlevania series the anime series and that's supposed to be really good you've seen that too yeah i haven't finished the second season yet but it's actually very good it's it's pretty exciting lots of blood lots of gore um you know the overall character i think it takes place um during the time of uh castlevania 3 if i'm correct i haven't seen it well regardless it's awesome you should check it out and i'm not a big castlevania fan in all honesty um you know i've played some of the games and I don't think I've ever beat one. It's just not my style of game. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, in this article on switchedongamer.ca for Cody Gravel wrote it. He talks about uh, Netflix Witcher adaptation and mentions the Castlevania series, but he also talks about a few other shows that have been opted. So Diablo and Devil May Cry as a series. So those would also be really interesting. But then he goes in and he talks more about how you know, Netflix games are another thing. And there was that uh, Black Mirror Interactive. You know, they have another interactive. Bear Grylls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of Netflix getting into gaming. But Stranger Things has a game. and well, I think they have two games. And we talked about a while back, a mobile game and then the new uh, next-gen console game, Stranger Things 3. Right? Um, no, I don't think that there's one. Because this article speculates... Uh, about them doing like a triple A adaptation of Stranger Things, but I don't think they actually have one. The they have some sprite based game you can see yeah, in that's the article. A mo- that's the mobile one, I think. Okay, so that's yeah. the mobile one. I other than, you know, that killer half hour we spent with Dr. Mario, I haven't done a lot of mobile gaming recently. <laughs> you know, I, I don't either, and I think for me a, a big part of the lack of mobile gaming for me is just I don't want to be inundated with a bunch of ads. Like if you have a mobile game and it's going to cost, you know, generally if like what you need to break, you know, or make profit is an average, say, 20 bucks a person, I'd rather pay 20 bucks for a really good mobile game that I know I'm going to get a lot of time out of and really enjoy versus having a game and then having to be forced to purchase like diamonds or something or some sort of currency to continue playing or get the best experience. Yeah. You know, through all these in-game transactions, like just sell me to flipping game and let me progress the way I want to. Well, and that's see, it. I played one not too long ago. I love Hue, and it's a game where you have to organize colors by gradient, and it's just like a tile matching kind of game, sort of. So it was free. There was ads. The ads weren't super intrusive, but for two bucks, it would disable all the ads forever, and give me like a whole bunch of stuff so that it really came to the point where i never have to wait for the recharge thing for the next day you know so it's annoying that i had to pay wall through that but i felt that it was fun and i enjoyed it and i thought hey if i want to throw them a couple bucks just to get rid of the inconvenience that's worth it well and the thing with those advertisements too is they probably make more money having the free version which which is why they would allow it to be sold for free and uh you obviously have the ad revenue coming in. Like people are paying them for that. Yeah. And they probably get more per person. Like if you continually play it and that advertiser says, Oh, well, I got, you know, Ryan has seen my ad like six or seven times, that adds up obviously over time. Might be, you know, a penny or two each time you see it. But the more you play it, the more ad revenue yeah. comes through. But you throwing the two bucks and getting rid of those ads, it's just immediate gratification for them. Like, all right, we sold it, you know, this guy's got it, but mm-hmm. we've got the money offhand. And I've paid, you know, one and two bucks for different games, get rid of ads. But, you know, my my point would still stand. Like, I don't want to have to stop what I'm doing, get to a level, and it's like, you know, to continue, um, it's going to, you you can't play again until 24 hours later or purchase like five diamonds for Mm -hmm. $5 to get extra lives. Like, I I don't want to do that. Like, I want to just keep playing the game. And the fact that if I die like six times, I've already paid $30, like, just let me pay like 20 to 30 bucks up front. And then sell me cosmetic, 
you know, items if I want them throughout the game. Well, and that's its own controversy, but well, yeah, anyway, which we discuss and probably yeah. beat dead at this point. But... Yeah, that's that's all over. But you know, it is one of those things you can watch out for if if you're not into that. You know, don't let them don't let them make you feel like you have to play their game. You know, don't get hooked on it just because it seems like the thing to do at the moment. Because there's always like you could go out and get that PS Classic, and that has so much on it. It's hours upon way hours more of worth content. Your, your time. Final Fantasy VII's under it. Sixty hours of gameplay right off the bat, man. Or you could download Final Fantasy VII on your phone if you need a phone game. Yeah, that's. And I bet it won't add or nickel and dime you to death. At least I hope not. I didn't say this, but I play emulators on my phone too. There you go. Yeah, there's other shape. A neighbor's dogs barking, dude. Hope it doesn't get picked up on our mics. <laughs> uh, so, before we get into our next article here. I really wish they would do this game into a TV series on Netflix. The Which God game? God of War. Oh, God of War. See, I don't know, dude. I love the God of War series. It might be my favorite game series of all time. Have you beat them? I've beaten all except for the new one. Ha- have you purchased it yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did like most of it. Oh, okay. You just haven't you beat know, it and yet. And then I stopped playing it, like I always do. My God. No, but, and that may actually be my favorite game of all time, but I don't know because I've never beaten it yet. How is it your favorite game of all time if you haven't beaten it yet? Well, because I've beaten Res 7 or uh, Res 4 so many times. Gotcha. Dude, that it's like definitely my favorite game, but if I beat God of War, it might be better. I, I guess we'll find out. But, dude, if they, I mean, it's already a cinematic experience in itself. If they put that on Netflix or Amazon Prime or some sort of like streaming service, See, I would I don't totally think so. watch I, that. I think the I think the action and the combat and being him is more fun than watching it. Yeah, I could see that. Well, it'd be nice to have like a continuation type series. Like if they never made another God of War game, it'd be like, all right, we're never making another game again. But See, hey, we, Sony no, Studios. We just, we just talked about this with you praising netflix for ending things when they should be ended like if if they don't want to make more god of war don't let somebody else half-ass it so what if sonio's not sonio what if sony studios just said kind of like the ratchet and clank movie we're gonna make a movie based off like that was based off the first game for the most part what if they did like a god of war series based on the games what that's what i'm saying i prefer like playing the games but if you've like heard the of Tomb Raider Deep... movies, they made those, and those weren't a good substitute. Dude, the new Tomb Raider is actually pretty decent. It got terrible reviews, but I actually like it. Besides the point, you've already beat the God of War games. No It'd be need awesome to, play to have a TV show. Warcraft. Just watch the movie. Okay, you bring up a very valid point there. You mean every video game movie? Hey, Ratchet and Clank was good. Just about every video game movie. Do we even of... need to talk about Mario? <laughs> Oh man, that Bowser, the Sonic movie—that's that's another one, dude. We can start. We can hashtag all of these right now. This is this is we're we're getting away from ourselves here. So what John was trying to say was how interesting it's going to be to see what uh, Xbox is going to do with the God of War creators now that they're moving over there to make something new. Yeah. So you might want to call out who the articles by, but. The article that we're referring to... This is under Video Games Chronicle, posted by Andy Robinson. Andy Robinson. So this guy... Yes, thank you for the article. So he goes in to discuss that uh, the Microsoft uh, team out in Santa Monica, which is part of, I think it's their Xbox Live Studios. 
uh, that they're hiring for. They've got 30 positions filled. Xbox's initiative dev team. There you go. So they've got about 30 positions filled with developers, consultants, etc. And they're looking to fill 15 more positions as of last week. Um, but they've hired a number of God of War developers, like level creators and such. Uh, people that have worked on Red Dead Redemption. Uh, folks from the Insomniac team, which has created the Ratchet and Clank games. Um, consultants from like EA and all these other different series that have been created over time. Like There's successful... so many designer, senior designer, lead designer... Like all over this list, the article has a full list of who these people are and what who they've been associated yeah, with. The key projects. The There's people from Metal Gear Solid on there too. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing on here is that all of those people that they've hired have been all part of like major, like great AAA title series. Naughty Dog folks are in there, so the Uncharted series, God of War series, Metal Gear Solid series, all of these great different titles that have been released over time. And the one thing they all have in common is third person almost every single one of those games that they've referenced has a third person viewpoint so it makes you wonder if microsoft is trying to for one thing grab a lot of talent and probably pay them more than they're worth and on top of that create potentially a great third person game for their next generation of software like they're definitely bulking up i think this past generation the xbox one given its lackluster sales compared to sony and the switch um well sony and nintendo is uh, I think that's kind of a little bit of a fire. Like, let's bring in some talent. Let's get some homegrown games coming in. We're going to bring all these people that worked with all these great projects, get into their initiative studios, and really get a jump on the next, you know, the next cycle of gaming. Well, and that's something that is interesting to see. Also looking at this list is um, a few people from... EA Sports and FIFA, that's a software engineer, and then a technical director from Riot Games and 343. So those are notably not uh, third-person, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, EA has third-person games. I mean, it's just electronic art, so those people might be brought in from, depending their position, if one of them's a, you know, a manager, you know, like a product manager or, develop, or design manager, whatever it may be, they're but full I'm just focus. saying that this this is covering like a, a spectrum. I mean, you know, they've got HR, they've got concept artists, so it's really like developing a full all star team mm -hmm. from all different areas. Yeah, and probably and, bringing in the best of the best in their respective areas to come in and do this. Yeah, so I'm thinking that this is probably like the killer. You know. I mean, at this point, would it be too late to say, like, it'd be too late to say launch game, right? Because with, we don't really know much about Xbox Scarlet, but I know that, and we're going to talk about it next, this is how I know, there's so much talk, you know, every week we're talking more and more about PS5, but Xbox Scarlet really isn't something that we've talked about well, a whole had, lot since E3. Well, for, I'm a little biased anyways because I'm not a big Microsoft fan, although this is really cool news to see them like ramping up because it's exciting because when you have competition in the gaming market, that really sparks other companies to also innovate and create great games too because they want to sell their games as well. So we don't talk a whole lot about Microsoft. I haven't seen a lot of news pop up anyways on the wire for Microsoft um, and their gaming, but in general, like, we really haven't heard a lot. And is it going to be released in 2020? I mean, I don't even recall them saying, like, yeah, 100% we're releasing 2020. 
So we'll see. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Yeah, it might be like a late, you know, launch type release. Not launch, but, you know, early 2021. But, you know, it takes, what, three years sometimes to develop games? Well, and, you know, this that's the only thing is, like, these people, if, they, if they're just coming in now, this article may even be, you know, we don't know when all these other people came into this. Yeah, this could have been something that's been ramping up for quite a while, and they already had a team kind of set up of 10 to 15, and this is more of, we got to bring people in to speed up this process and make this happen. So I I don't know, we'll have to look it up a little later and uh, maybe talk about it next week on, you know, maybe some of Microsoft's initiatives and, and really what they're planning to do at this point. Like, has this team, outside of the most recent hires, have they been working on something for a while? Have we even seen anything you know, announced like at E3 tied to this specific studio. I'm sure of it. There has been, and we're just missing that. Yeah. So, but still, it's interesting overall. And in regard to PS5 and next generation, um, so I guess we'll lead into the first part, which is the cost of the consoles. And it was Sony recently, like they, they had a pretty decent um, uh, quarterly uh, review of their finances. So they're... Um, God, man, we just had one for my company too, but I'm trying to think of the technical term. Either way, they had a, a review of their you know quarter, and basically they did pretty well. Their stock went up, and it's recently dropped now since things have kind of settled out and corrected. But Sony had made an announcement that if things continue to go the, the way they are with the um, the tariffs in the U.S., that they will likely need to the well, China, in China. Yeah. That they will likely need to raise the cost of certain products. Most that are of developed Sony's out there. manufacturing for PlayStation is done in China. Well, most of everybody's manufacturing is done in China, um, and a lot of them are moving to like Southeast Asia and like outside of China to make development or, or develop their products, which is cool. Because it's probably too late for yeah. PS5. Well, I wouldn't say it's too late for PS5. I guess it really depends on what's going on with that. Um, you know, they could be talking very well of continuation of PS4 and its life cycle and that they may have to either keep the cost the same, like not be able to lower it for us. Uh, maybe controllers are increased in price. Maybe the cost of games. This is a, an excuse for them to say, we're going to charge $70 now for a game. Um, so we'll see how it pans out, but there, it's kind of a warning of we're going to increase prices, uh, based on production costs. If what? this continues to go this way. And in uh, a reference that came out this week through uh, an online vendor in Sweden putting out a... Was it Sweden? Yeah, it was Sweden. They had pre-orders for the PS5 set at $1,000 US is what it came out to. And that's exactly what I've been saying. I've been saying it here for weeks, months. Everybody heard it. You said bundle, right? Bundled with VR, $1,000. I mean, I can see like, it. Like, if it doesn't come with the VR, you're you're joking trying to get a thousand bucks for a console. Yeah, and that kind of brings up a good point. Like, if it comes out at a thousand, it's not a thousand. Like, there's plenty of people that no, said it's don't. It's probably just a placeholder. Yeah, there's a but a thousand bundled with VR. I said it before, and this lends me some credibility. Yeah, maybe? just maybe, maybe just Google. We'll see. Yeah, go on Google, search up uh, PS5 pre-order, and you'll see like tons of articles on this. One of the ones I read recently, I think it was Push Square, if I'm correct, uh, just straight up said, like, don't listen to the price point. Like, it even says on the bottom of their website, this is a placeholder. It's a disclaimer, um, you know, saying this is likely to change. It's interesting, though, that they would even put a $1,000 pre-order price because if you want to pre-order, 
you generally are paying what a thousand bucks, right? Maybe they're not doing upfront pre-orders. Maybe it's a portion of that. Well, I you don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand like why even put it up there this early when it's not even a real price. Like, I guess you got to get your system ready for it at some point. But yeah, but maybe like put on there price subject to change pre-order of a hundred dollars down. You know, like that well, makes and the sense. The other thing is now if you're going to be reserving through this like first opportunity, I mean, I don't know how that affects other people and when they're launching pre-orders and how many versions are there going to be at launch well i mean there will probably well i guess if it goes the way that we've kind of talked about where you have a loose version one with vr already included and other types of bundles and yeah i mean you could see different versions different price points come out so i don't know it's a thousand dollar price order but it really does beg the question of people pay in excess of a thousand well more than a thousand dollars apparently a thousand dollars for like a high-end gaming computer is a steal yeah but it does computer stuff also well yeah i mean it does i mean who knows what this will do thousand dollar playstation is gonna be a thousand dollar playstation well i mean 60 frames 60 frames per second 4k some of the best chips that'll be on the market through amd um what is it anti-aliasing i think is what they've mentioned on there too like there's that new rendering technique yeah the new rendering technique like there's some some crazy stuff that's going to be on this console when it comes out but would you be willing to pay a thousand dollars for a high-end console if it performed to the same standards as like a three thousand dollar pc i mean i don't think that that's possible but also not unless it didn't come with vr no vr no thousand dollars so you would pay a thousand though for vr to be included if it came with the vr yeah I, dude, I don't think I could do that. Right off the bat, a thousand bucks? That would kill me. Not not kill me like financially. It's just it would it would pain me to pay dude, that much be money. You'd living in a whole new world, or you better be like the games better be outrageously cool too to justify that. Well, and not seventy five dollars a pop. Like and they better have no microtransactions, and there better be no loot boxes. Oh, there'll be plenty of them. Maybe live action loot boxes. There we go. Have a Sony rep you come to your house. You actually have to open it in the VR yourself. Like you have to unwrap it like Dude, a present. Don't give them any ideas. Surprise mechanics. Surprise mechanics. Yeah, surprise. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't pay a thousand bucks for it. I honestly am a firm believer. I've been screwed over too many times in the past few console generations. Will likely get screwed over by the Nintendo Switch. Always buy your console six months to a year after launch. I mean, I didn't get my PS5 until they came out, or PS4 until they came out with the Slim. I didn't get my PS4 until they came with the Pro. Yeah, same time. Yeah, about the same time, yeah. So, either way, check it out. Google it. It's kind of crazy. Thousand bucks. And uh, what's the reference for that Sony article with the uh, cost going up? So, if anybody's interested in reading that. Um, I might have it up here on my computer. Yeah, let me click around here. But also... This one's through the Wall Street Journal, and uh, who's that person right there? I, I can't read it. Takashi something. Mochizuki? Close enough. Mochizuki? Mochizuki. Well, either way, it's a Wall Street Journal article. Sony warns of PlayStation price rise if U.S. expands China tariffs. So, interesting article. Check it out. And what were you going to get into? So I was going to get into the fact another interesting PlayStation thing that we were able to check out this week was Marvel Spider-Man for the Inflation Deflation Challenge rounding out Spider-Month. Dude, I love how we went from like progressively 
crappy games to great games yeah towards the end like it, it truly did work out that we way. turned it around i i still think well no i can't say carnage was my favorite out of all of them now like this was my favorite this was by far the best game that we played all month and i think it's not a surprise to anybody because it is the newest hottest best spider-man game and everybody says so so we'll get into the uh this yeah, typical so information here. So Spider-Man, I'll take Marvel it. Spider-Man. I'll take it here, Ryan. All right, yeah, you take yeah. it. You go through the price point version. So developed by Insomniac, they're the same people that have brought you Ratchet and Clank and I think Spyro, right? Mm-hmm. All right, fantastic games. If you haven't played them, check them out. Clearly published by Sony. Uh, was it Directors? Yeah, Directors Ryan Smith and Brian Intihar released in 2018. And the reception on this game fantastic reviews it has sold millions of copies worldwide it continues to sell and it's just still extremely popular yeah everybody was raving about this game when it came out we had a good friend who played it and he loved it and i think that it's definitely something that now that i've kind of dipped my toes into i definitely want to give like a full like 50 percent of the completion and <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy. I know there's all kinds of backpacks and stuff you got to find in that game. Oh, no, I'm talking about 50% completion as in like 50% of the game. Oh, just like, get through yeah, 50%. Yeah, okay. just be like, you know, it's it's about 20 hours of gameplay. I'll do two, 10 hours and I'm done. I, go. I, I've yeah. gotten enough. Not even final boss battle or right. anything. I, I don't know, man. This was, this was sharp. I'm really digging Spider-Man after all this immersion into Spider-Man. So it felt really good to just see Spider-Man and play Spider-Man. The way that we've wanted to all month, like you really, the the web swinging was amazing. It was definitely the most fluid web swing of any Spider-Man game I've ever played. Like just by far. Now the GameCube version was pretty cool. It did have some some nice web slinging in it, and it was pretty. This was fast. definitely the evolution of. Yeah, that. it was truly an evolution from that. And well, I mean, was there anything on the PS3? Uh, I think yeah, it was. the Spider-Man 2 that everybody loved was on PS3 because it had the same font as gotcha. the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, and so, that's uh, the one that everybody previously had said was the like absolute best. Yeah, this is by far the best one that I've played. And uh, so right now the game is sitting at a price point of $26 new. I mean, really, complete in box. Complete in box. I mean, for the most part, new. Yeah. Um, new within the last year. Yeah. And loose, 25 bucks. Now, you can typically, I think I paid like $16 for mine. You can go to Best Buy. They've got frequent deals on this thing. Uh, Walmart, too, for the most part. Amazon will have it. $20 easily all day long, maybe even less. I see this game probably hitting the $10 bin Black Friday this year. Mm-hmm. Like, very quick like $15 at the most for this title going into Black Friday and it'll sit around 15 to 20 we'll leave Walmart and Best Buy and all that it won't be on shelves after 2019 concludes but you'll see it at GameStop like super cheap like this is one that um yeah the price is going to stay in that 10 plus range I feel I don't think it's going anywhere below that yeah. anytime soon so yeah, this is the most modern game that I think we've covered so far. So it is interesting to see that, you know, as a collector, you can see it going downhill in the future and bottoming out. But I would say that I think that agreeing with the masses here, 
this is a game that you would want to play. Like this is a game that you would want to add to your collection. So it's like if you found this for 15 bucks, I would say, yeah, no duh, it's definite pickup. I mean, people just bought this game for 60 bucks less than a year ago. It's already less than half that now. Yeah, and that's actually kind of shocking. I would have never personally paid $60 for this title, but at 15 I don't think you pay $60 for just about any title. Very yeah, few. Yeah, I have. I paid 70 for Owlboy. Yeah, not yeah, that's a special edition though. Okay, but it was new. Um I'm paying for Neverwinter Nights. I got that bad boy on pre-order. That's not $60 either. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what have I purchased recently? 60 not Sekido, bucks. Not that was a special edition also. Yeah, but that was like 120 bucks. Yes. Yeah, no, that was 100, never mind. Yeah, you're right. I don't You need you need goodies or you need a wait. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is for me. Yeah, it's um you either pack it in with some really cool items and some fun stuff or I'm not paying 60 bucks and that's just kind of my mentality. I think one of the last games I bought at $60 or really 50, I believe at the time was Metal Gear Solid 4. I think it was one of the last games non, you know, well, no, no, I lie. I picked up Star Fox on the Wii U. I paid full price for that pre-order wise. And that's gone down drastically. So, yeah, it's bitten me in the ass a few times to buy full-blown, you know, $60 games. And I try not to. Because by the time I get to playing it, it's already 20 bucks, And um, I know myself. I know I'm not going to play it until it's super low. Yeah. So, either way, do yourself a favor. If you haven't picked it up and you find it for 15 bucks, grab it. Yeah, I felt like we kind of zipped through this one, but it's just, you know, it looks amazing. And another thing is it's hard to really say much with the time that we spent with it, except that it was fantastic. Like, we didn't have enough time to experience any bugs, and I don't think that there would be anything bad enough in here to stop you from wanting to get into it. I mean, if you're... Well, here, here's the way I look at it with our challenges and stuff that we do on a weekly basis. We play these games for about 45 minutes to an hour. When Sony puts down, or even Nintendo puts down, they're like, hey, demo this game, and if you like it, you can progress on, like, purchase it full price, right? They give you an hour time limit to really get an idea of what the game is like, really get a feel for it, see if you like it, and move on and say, I'm going to make that purchase. So I think that the time we spent on it really was adequate to get a feel for, you know, the overall graphics, where the story was going to go, um, the fighting style, the web slinging, everything really like, and the comedy of it too. What was it like? He's in an air vent. And he's like, you oh, know, yeah, for a super villain, he cleans his vent. Yeah, he for a super villain, he's got like super clean vents. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like that gave me a good enough taste to say I want to go back and play this game. Yeah, and this, like, and this beat was it. a good Spider-Man. This was like this was every Spider-Man that you want in your media, but also felt like you know it wasn't just piggybacking off of what we'd seen before it's definitely an older look at peter parker he's got his own apartment you know he's not like the kid that's going on in the marvel movies so i think that they probably well, did a good job separating that because i know a lot of the criticism about the new um avengers game coming out is that they all look like they are the stunt doubles for the real Avengers. That's just crappy development to begin with, but and apparently it looks good. There's another article um, that I was checking out that said the Avengers game looks phenomenal and that they're blown away by it. So maybe that's a gameplay thing. Um, but, you know, Kingpin does reference, like, you know, after all these years, you're still a kid. 
You know, so it's definitely an older Spider-Man in this game. And I'm going in just like you, man, super fresh. I don't keep up with a lot of like hype around games unless I fully intend on buying it. Spider-Man wasn't a game that I had any intentions of really buying until I saw it for like 20 bucks. And the wife was just like, hey, can we buy this? Because I want to play it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. I loved watching the E3 coverage of it from a couple years ago. And I... I was jazzed about it. I thought it looked like a super cool game, but the likelihood of me actually playing it, you know, until we decided to do this, like if we hadn't done Spider Month, I would have just seen Far From Home and been happy with that. But now I think that this is definitely worth my time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, we're probably coming. Oh, look, dude, right about close to 45 minutes. Uh, coming to the end here of the episode. So Spider Man or Marvel Spider Man on PS4. Uh, I don't think we need to do is it inflate or deflate it. I mean, it's still at a you know a fluctuating price. It's going down, but at if its you current it, price point. If you want it, pick it up now. If you want to wait, wait. You know, I don't think that you're gonna get a bad deal off of this game. Now there is DLC though, right? I believe there is DLC. So you one, can wait for like a game of the year edition. Yeah, and there definitely will be, uh, given the history of a lot of these titles, uh, I can anticipate there will be a game of year edition typically because it's that end of a life cycle type of thing. Like mm -hmm. we've already sold a, a bunch of like sales are down. We got to pick it up somehow. Let's go ahead and throw out, you know, a game of year edition, try and pick up a few more sales. So I, I can probably confidently say that there will be a game of year edition. Okay. So wait for the game of the year edition then. That seems like probably the best. Then you get it for, what, like 20 bucks with all the DLC? Yeah, and it'll make me look like an idiot for picking it up for $16 with no DLC. There you go. Make I, John look like an idiot. I probably wouldn't play a DLC anyways. Happy birthday, John. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right, well, uh, what do you want to do next week? We talked about, what was it, co-op games? Yeah, so let's check out something cooperative. We'll, uh, we'll go through, because that's a big list, and we'll, uh, we'll post it up when we've decided on something. Yeah, maybe we do a poll on our Facebook. We've got a lot of new likes, so thank yeah, you, everybody, everybody on there. Thanks so much for checking us out. Keep, keep telling your friends. Keep checking us out on the social media. UK guy, keep downloading us. There we go. Go UK. Yeah, go to UK. Um, find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Oh, Stitcher now? iTunes. Yeah, we're on Stitcher. I mean, figure why not. Um, pretty much anywhere you can hear a podcast, you can hear us. If we're not on there. Send us a message. Yeah, Tell let us, us we need know to get on there. where you want to hear us most. Yeah, we're on a lot. Um, and then social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, I think is at The Game Deflators. Find our videos on YouTube. I'm hoping to post more content on there soon. Hopefully we can get the Elgato up and running. And we got a capture card. Oh, dude, that'll be fun when we can get that going. We got to figure out how to use it. Yeah, anybody has tips, let us know. And uh, what's the other thing we're on? Oh, Twitter. At Twitter. Game, at Game Deflators on at Twitter. At Game Deflators. Because Twitter... The. Dude, I don't know why. It's just too many characters. It was at The Game Deflator or Game Deflators. Yep. So stupid. I hate you, Twitter. Well, that being said, sir, I think we got a, a pretty decent episode here. So I'm John. I'm Ryan. And we are The, the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators.